this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess, got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast and radio show to encourage, educate, and empower you on your path through womanhood. So glad you're here with us today. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. We have one-on-one programs, online workshops, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration and motivation. And uh, wow, uh, I'm just loving so much of the conversations that's happening in the comment section of our, our Facebook page. Um, and if you are on Facebook and don't follow us, um, the link are, is in the show notes or you can just search Strong Women Co. Uh, but I, I, one of my favorite things about doing this work is providing, sure, information, you know, like for example, their Norwegian handball team who refused to, in the Olympics, refused to wear their bikini bottoms and wanted to wear like little bike shorts instead. Um, and uh, they got fined 10000 so I just shared that information with folks and the, the um, reaction and response. There was a place for people to voice their anger and to come together. And this is one of the things I love about doing this work is allowing people, but of course it ends up being a lot of women, to uh, have a place to collectively um, share their thoughts, feelings, uh, opinions, a uh, way for us to move forward in a more positive way. And so, so I just I just love um, everything um, about that. And uh, it's, it's important for me to, to provide such a space um, of, of all the things that we need in this world, um, space to express ourselves, understand ourselves, share information. That's, that's one of the things that we really need much more of so i'm happy uh to do that and happy so many people respond um to to uh, that such a such a little space on the internet where they can voice concerns and of course the other place you could do that is on the strong women co-tribe link in the show notes also for that i'll be doing a mass let in of everybody um over the last few weeks uh very shortly so uh you can join up for that and connect with women all over the world um and uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast to get all of our upcoming shows if you want to uh hit us up with uh, some positive feedback that'd be wonderful because it helps other people find us and of course sharing uh anyone who uh, you think could benefit from the message of this podcast is huge too so as i mentioned i am kelly hickey uh, i am a newfoundlander and canadian and I'm coming to you from a city just south of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here today. Today, I'm doing a deep dive into, I'm going to get pretty personal. Um, and there's, there's reasons and value in that. And of course, you know, the personal is political, the political is personal. But um, uh, one of my favorite things about having connections and sharing uh, stories and bearing witness to other women's stories is how we can see ourselves in those stories. We can see our common humanity. Uh, we can have compassion for others more. And uh, there's such a healing um, value to sharing stories um, and, and having 
having the the courage to share our stories because um, there's uh, uh, a, a lot of us have <laughs> stories that are worth sharing that could help others and I'm hoping uh, what I share with you today will help you understand yourself and your place in the world and, and um, all of that but before I get going um, let's take a couple of breaths we haven't done that in a while um, it's been some kinds of uh, hectic kinds of things to fit into a show so let's do our shoulders away from our ears couple of easy breaths here just notice what you're feeling in your body close your eyes if you can relax the space between your eyes relax your jaw relax your ears your wrists your ankles take a deep breath in and hold starting now let it out through your mouth Another one just like that, breathing in full up the lungs. Hold. Let it out with a little sigh. A couple of easy breaths here. Notice how you feel in your body. Notice you've already begun to slow down. You're much more able to receive and connect when we slow down. All right, one more big breath. We're gonna do a big sigh on the way out. Breathing in through our nose. Stretch out those lungs, hold. Let it out with the big sigh. <sighs> All right, healing is not linear. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, healing is not linear. Now, this is something that um, I think that when we were first introduced to this idea, it's almost a relief. It certainly was for me, and it seems so uh, with clients that I think I think we oversimplify a lot in life, um, in including like time and processing and uh, human experience. We oversimplify it, uh, but healing is not something you just do <laughs> once. And then it's uh, it's done, and um, I'm I'm living proof of that, and, and I'm sure you are in your own way uh, as well. And uh, I, I really wanted to share this because a it's something that I'm going through right now, um, and I find a lot of wellness speakers and experts and um, you know inspirational uh, talks and all of that. You get the snapshot of the after. <laughs> You know, there's a before picture and an after, and the before and the in the middle, you don't really get the stories. Um, you just get when people have figured it out and they're 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 healthy and happy again, and then that you know it's inspiration for you to try it on your own path. Uh, and and there's there's value in that, of course. I've I've gotten inspired and motivated from such things, but not very often do you really get to hear from you know we didn't hear from Brene Brown so much, uh, you know, when she was digging into understanding her vulnerabilities and how hard it was. We heard from her afterwards. I think Elizabeth Gilbert, the uh, Eat, Pray, Love writer, I think she does do a, a pretty good job of explaining her process and her pain uh, more than most. And I get a lot of that myself. So I wanted to share um, uh, just my kind of healing story in this one kind of vein. 
to help you um, and also to um, to share for my my own uh, to get to get it out there and to acknowledge my own story to myself even uh, as something that is that is worth sharing and that is something that um, uh, I have experienced and it's been a, a big ongoing part of my life for um, like 18 years now and uh, it's, it's just it's a it's a simple thing but I think a lot of people are not so simple simple is probably not the right word uh, it is a specific thing um, but I think that uh, um, people can figure out and see their own kinds of stories and versions um, in it so healing is not linear um, I, what I'm specifically talking about right now is an autoimmune disease that I, uh, I've had for, like I said, 18 years. I'm 39 now and it first showed up when I was 21. And this autoimmune disease, it manifests on my body like target lesions, uh, or hives that have circles in them. And uh, they show up, uh, they're itchy, um, I'm essentially incapacitated. Um, and, and the more I move, uh, the more spots come, um, and the more in pain and itchy, um, I am. And this first came, uh, when I was 21 and, uh, when it, it, it happened on my legs and, uh, they said allergic reaction, sent me home. I didn't get better. Um, came back, um, my, uh, joints were so swollen. You couldn't see the bones anymore. And then the tissue, uh, was like blistering from all of the fluid and then I saw this string of doctors who said hmm I've never seen anything like this before I just heard that so many times from doctors I literally they'd bring in trains of doctors and I was just there in the hospital I'd never seen anything like this before I mean now if you look up um, Lyme disease or target lesions like you can find exactly what the spots look like uh, I, I went to very, you know, renowned dermatologist. And he had the same thing. I've never seen this before. And uh, it's like, I don't know if we've just gotten more advanced in the last 18 years with the internet, but like there's a lot of examples of this that I have found elsewhere um, of, of this autoimmune uh, thing that, and, I, and I, when I went to, to the medical system, um, they didn't even really try to figure out why uh, it was going on. They just kind of piled on the pills right they just gave me anything that had a side effect of being an antihistamine including like anxiety pills was always called Atarax or something anyway I was taking an insane amount of pills every day um, and the, I'd keep going back to my doctors and they'd be like hmm in 80% of cases this clears up in six weeks oh in 90% of cases it clears up in six months oh still there and it was just it was just a, a, a very um, hard um, depressing uh, two years of my life um, and I've seen so many doctors I did all my own kinds of research um, and uh, you know they, they took pieces of my belly out for, or my um, uh, for testing there's all they did, they did things after I pushed them but n nothing seemed to come out to figure out why this was occurring to me um, and then after kind of being at my wits end I uh, went to a homeopathic doctor uh, and at that point in my life I have to say I wasn't particularly particularly open to that kind of alternative medicine uh, but I will say that homeopathic doctor uh, Molly Graham she's retired now she she saved my life without a doubt um, and I went to see her and she was like oh that's this this and this 
we're going to get you fixed up. And it was like, oh, what a relief after seeing, I don't know, dozens of doctors and specialists with no answers and just pills. And she, she helped me. I did a, one of those diets where you take everything out of your diet besides a few, a few key things and slowly add things back. And she helped me, um, you know, with, uh, I had yeast in my belly and H. pylori in my bowels and like a bunch of other, a, a lot of things. It was, it was, a, it was a perfect storm of, um, of things coming together. Uh, and I, I stopped wheat 18 years ago and, uh, I mostly still don't have any wheat, uh, at this point. So, and it was weird 18, 18 years ago, but now there's gluten-free everything, uh, cause we realize it's bad for a lot of people's, uh, bodies and bellies. Uh, but, uh, so that was quite the, um, uh, difference where, you know, I, the doctors even put me on steroids. I was on steroid cycles for a while. Um, and, uh, that's very, very hard on the body too. I go to my homeopath and within four weeks, uh, I was back to my normal self and off all medication. And for the most part, I've kind of not gone back to the medical system except for pap smears. And, uh, when I, with my endometriosis, I had to get back on the birth control pill. So yes, this is a lot of information, right? Uh, this is very sherry. Um, I'm feeling a little vulnerable sharing all of this, but it, it is a big part of my story. Um, and it's part of what has made me strong and what continues to kind of allow me to know myself because I, with the homeopathic work, I had to dig deep. I had to go into, uh, my, um, emotions, um, which is a huge part of the, of your health, um, physically and, and otherwise. And I never would have done the work I have done on myself. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't even be able to do the work I'm doing now with Strong Woman Co. and other women if I hadn't had this, this physical ailment, this confusing disorder that the medical system didn't understand. Uh, so flash forward, uh, so it's, uh, 18 years later, and um, I've, it's this uh, disorder disease has been mostly dormant for six years or so. Um, it's, it's amazing how much something's part of your life. And then when it goes away, you just forget about it. And, uh, but it showed up here, um, again, uh, about six or seven weeks ago. And I will tell you, I was devastated <laughs> to see it again. Uh, because I, I was like, I've done this. I've done the work. I've done the healing. What, what, this is an option for it to come back. Um, and it was, it was, it was hard. I, I will tell you that. Um, uh, it, it was hard just to relive the memories of being in the hospital and no one knowing. And of course now I don't have my supports, uh, and my medical, uh, and alternative health people. So it was, it was really like, I'm at ground zero doing this again. And I'm like, really, <laughs> really, I have to go through all of this again. Why? <laughs> I even had some anger about it. Cause it's like, why do I have to, uh, but uh, if, if I'm honest, um, which is what I truly try to be is honest and authentic. Um, actually I don't try to be, it's, I, I do, I do try to, to be, you know, not flowery, but I kind of can't help myself with the authentic part. Anyway, the, the truth just comes out when I open up my mouth, but I have been struggling so much with the move and, um, uh, I've had a lot of grief. I've been feeling like it's not safe to be me. Um, and, uh, I don't yet feel like it's safe for me to be my outspoken, um, woman self. Um, I, there was a lot of freedoms in Canada that I, I took for granted. Um, 
of just being able to to voice and be because um, there's just not the same kind of pressure to be uniform um, in, in Canada and of course as an immigrant you feel like you have extra pressures to to blend in and to to assimilate and and all that uh, but the there's a lot of underlying old school this is old Europe so there's a lot of old school don't rock the boat don't make noise uh, mentality and honestly my poor body is depleted um, in 2019 so this isn't just even a 2020 thing interjection time did you like that uh, the bass riff there uh, so yes um, I need to do a little interjection here um, full disclosure I previously recorded my story of why 2018 and 2019 uh, why I was a mess um, and I listened to it and I decided to delete it and edit that part of this podcast and to re-record this part in a more succinct way now, why did I do that? Um, honestly, as I uh, listened to the draft of this uh, podcast and I got to this part, which I don't always do, but I did on this one because it is such a personal um, story and I was feeling very vulnerable. But uh, I'm glad I did listen to it because when I did, I realized, um, honestly, it wouldn't be fair for you to listen to it because it was so traumatizing. And it would be too much for just some casual listening. Um, and uh, uh, it just wouldn't be fair to you, the listener. And also, it deals with people from my past who keep trying to force their way back in my life. And uh, I'm not even going to give uh, their actions uh, any airtime. Uh, uh, but uh, listening to the, uh, that part of my story uh, was very healing. And then kind of acknowledging that it would be literally too traumatizing to just casually listen to uh, besides if you know you and I uh, were up late one night talking and sharing our souls uh, and you were prepared for some uh, kinds of upsetting stories but so it was good for me to acknowledge the the how hard it was and and the acknowledge why it's had an effect on me um, so even this whole process of making all of this has been part of my non-linear healing in such a reality that even I've had to go back in time and uh, edit and record this. So, you know, it's very symbolic to the reality of healing not being linear and it's not necessarily just a place where you start at one point and just move forward um, and that you can go back and, and edit things um, in, in a way that, that helps you along. Um, but I, I will say this because I think it is important to the story for you to have some context um, just to have so you can have an idea I have been healing from the trauma of my uh, family of origin for a very long time and in 2018 and 2019 I was forced to relive and even try to prove the abuse and trauma um, through uh, legal court stuff which was very unpleasant. It was devastating and draining, um, but some people just aren't advanced enough to know anything else but how to hurt, uh, especially when you put up boundaries. So uh, what was uh, interesting uh, was that um, I went through old emails um, that I had to do for this process and uh, I started to remember so much stuff, uh, so much stuff that I had completely forgotten that ever happened. 
uh, because that's just not my story anymore. That's the story that uh, the people from my past uh, were putting on me. Um, and I am no longer a victim. I am my own woman. And I decide who I am and what I'm worth. No one else. No one else gets to decide that. I've done so much work to, to get here. Um, and, and, and looking back, I, I can say that I am proud of myself. And I wonder if you can do the same for yourself, looking back on everything you've faced and dealt with and gone through um, and how you have rewrote your own story um, in your own terms. Um, and if you'd like to do that more, I encourage you to do so. I am uh, workshopping some ideas on a workshop for how to rewrite your own story. Shout out uh, to uh, my sister who is also thinking about that. Uh, we're planning on maybe doing a partnership. Uh, so yeah, I am my own woman, you are your own woman, um, and no one else gets to decide who and what you are or your worth. Um, and there will be people who try to pull you into drama. Um, and sometimes uh, if they are really good at it, it's inevitable, uh, but just to stay the course, get your support systems, um, and, and stay true to, to who you are. Don't get pulled in uh, to the, the drama queens and kings of the world who are drama addicts, really, emotional vampires. Uh, so um, I will say the, uh, what, uh, the interjection here where I am just being more succinct in that experience. Um, this, that horror lasted a long time and um, it wasn't even dropped uh, completely until after we moved here. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, draining. It was healing and uh, it was hard. And then 2020 happened <laughs> and uh you know so much uncertainty and fear and you know with with the pandemic and justin moved to um the netherlands in february um when, and then the whole world shut down and had to move back and then there was the trying to fix up the house pack up the house trying to sell the house um so yeah, it, it was uh, it was really a lot, and um, just to explain the kind of depletion of where I was coming from, and I wasn't able to to work on anything as much as I wanted to, uh, particularly with the business, or you know. But of course, I'm I'm a trooper and I'm a professional, um, so I soldiered on through. But uh, so that was 2020, which was very hard. And then we did the move, and then uh, 2021, the winter, uh, which was dark for everyone. Um, and, uh, it was just so frustrating, um, and so lonely, the winter of 2021, uh, so isolating, uh, this happens with every immigrant, but, uh, it's m much more so during COVID. There was the culture shock, nothing familiar, could scare, uh, I was scared from every angle is kind of what I felt like in the winter. Big grief, worry, regret, anger, a lot of those dark nights of the soul, depression, anxiety, anxiety attacks. Uh, but, uh, you know, coming in the spring here, I was like feeling a little bit more better. I, I, I started therapy, uh, uh, recently and, and, uh, with a fantastic holistic counselor. Um, and she's talked about being aware of our triggers and depletion and being able to identify it on a scale of one to 10 when, and then when we're at about a six or so, you know, you need to take care of yourself and restore. So it's very, very helpful work on, on being proactive and uh, shout out to Justin for picking up the slack and encouraging my healing, uh, particularly since the spots have come back um, uh, several weeks ago. Um, it's, it's, it's been hard on this, this journey of, of healing. 
So I say all that for you to understand um, A, where I'm coming from, and B, that I was depleted, depleted, depleted. And I've been asking so much of my body and my soul and my mind, just like you have, just like you have. And uh, in seemingly endlessly challenging circumstances, <laughs> just like you. And some days um, here uh, in the winter and, and late spring, um, I, I would just wake up crying because I was, I was just so much grief. But it wasn't until um, the heat wave in June did the spots come back. And it was, again, like I said, for the first time in years. Um, and at first I was like literally in denial of the spots. I was like, oh, that's not them. No, no, uh, that's something else. Uh, but then I couldn't be in denial anymore. And I had to go back to strapping ice packs on my body on the spots to uh, survive. And the first time I had to do that, like, and this is what this, this triggering, this, this backwards in time healing piece. Uh, the first time I had to strap ice packs to myself to survive, I was working on an election campaign as a paid staffer in charge of voter contact. And it was a great gig and I was super excited, but I couldn't even finish the campaign and ended up in the hospital. And with these breaks, uh, these outbreaks, all of these feelings and memories come roaring back. Uh, things like you haven't thought about for years, uh, things I thought I'd put to bed and dealt with. Uh, but they're coming back because again, healing is not linear. And since the move, I have felt so freaking triggered <laughs> with again, uh, talking to my counselor, I realized this is very common for someone who moves into a brand new place and is vulnerable to be kind of that, that raw, uh, open wound kind of state. Um, but even like small things seem to si sideswipe me, uh, some days. And some people here remind me of people from my past, including, um, there's a couple I know and the man's just like my father and the woman's like my mother. And I couldn't understand why I couldn't be around that man who was like my father. Like he, he enters the room. I have to leave. Like my body just like, I see myself, I feel myself walking out and I was like, why am I being so hard on him? But then I realized he was, he's just so much like my father. My body's like, nope. And uh, uh, there's stuff from Violet School. And I think being a parent, yes, you get re-triggered just from the things that your kids go through. And then you remember you, the stuff that you went through. Um, and, uh, the, you know, people here in Netherlands are not known for their warmth or their empathy or even their customer service. So it's just a big cultural shock uh, for this from this uh, girl from friendly Newfoundland, Canada. And I was so sensitive and raw and easily triggered. It's been like an endless litany of sideswipes, many of which uh, come um, just when I feel like I'm getting on my feet again. And intellectually, I know, and, and, and because of the spiritual work uh, I've, I've learned about and, and, uh, and experience, I know that this stuff is being presented to be healed to allow me to deal with it as an adult with agency and sovereignty and, and a supportive loving family, which I now have. But damn, I have been feeling like a trooper of a pinata. That is that is the honest to God truth. If I like, uh, you know, I know I'm a trooper and I and I, I've been doing great work uh, that I'm super proud of uh, during all this. But I have to acknowledge uh, that it has been very hard and that uh, my body is now forcing me to tell this story as well. And I, and I want to shake off that energy and pattern of constantly feeling like a pinata. Uh, and in fact, I'm desperate to shake that energy and pattern off. And I have to give myself credit. I really have been really trying. 
but things, you know, do take a toll eventually. So um, if you're hearing anything about yourself in my story, just know like things can take a toll, things do take a toll and it doesn't mean you're weak and it doesn't mean you can't handle life or it doesn't mean, you know, that you didn't do the work in healing and letting go of your past. Uh, it's just, it's just being human is hard and stress and trauma are accumulative and can take a toll. Um, it was super interesting, oh, fascinating is, so I wrote this out uh, on the full moon and I was super raw. E even looking at this, this is the day after the full moon when I'm recording, uh, I'm looking at the, my notes and I feel less raw today already. So of course the full moon turns everything uh, up on, um, it magnifies the feelings of it. Um, and, but that full moon has, was all about healing uh, aren't they all about healing? But specifically, feeling like you belong was what this full moon was about. And as I was about to record, um, I saw the red spots. Uh, this is, of course, my night worst nightmare showing up on five-year-old Violet, my daughter. And uh, it, she got more and more and more spots. And uh, uh, I, it was extremely upsetting because uh, it's my, always been my worst nightmare for for if I were to have a child for them to have um, my autoimmune uh, disease as well. Uh, but I, I, I can say at this point um, that I, I calmed her down, I got her body temperature down and we figured out and she woke up this morning, knock on wood, with no spots. Thank you, uh, Mary and the goddesses and everyone. Um, but uh, so just to just a snapshot on that. Uh, but I wanted you to see and hear the process um, of all of this and, and to, 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 to bear witness to someone who is in the middle of it so that you when you're in the middle of it, you know, maybe maybe you can look back at something in your life that's already happened or something that will happen. You'll be like, oh, OK, that reminds me of when Kelly was in the thick of it and she was telling this story and she felt like a, being sideswiped or the rug was pulled out under. So just so you feel less alone and to remind you that we will face our deepest, darkest fears. That is that is what if you're if you're a strong woman, which you're very you're likely a woman if you're listening to this or um, identify as such. And uh, I know you're strong, uh, so you're going to face things. We're here to heal the world. We're not just healing ourselves. Um, it's important for me that we share all the story, not just the happy ending, right? Um, often uh, a lot of these stories start with the happy ending and then they tell, but um, I'm like, it's, it's important to see it all. And I am hungry for healing. I'm hungry for peace. I'm hungry for acceptance. I'm hungry for belonging. I'm hungry to be healthy again. I'm hungry to not be itchy again, my goodness. And I know I will look back on this version of myself and feel compassion and gratitude for all uh, I'm doing and, and I'm going through. But I wanted to share my story and my experience for a few reasons. Firstly, bearing witness to one another's stories, healing to both the teller and the listener. We can see ourselves in each other's stories. We can connect through stories that we wouldn't otherwise uh, connect. Um, I actually had an amazing five-hour sharing session with a new friend and uh, mom here. Uh, we both bore our souls to each other till like three in the morning. And we were both aching, obviously, to share and connect. Uh, she's from Bulgaria and a real uh, firecracker sweetheart. But sharing stories allow us to feel less isolated, more validated, and more like we belong to something bigger than us. It's very important to do so. Don't keep your stories inside. Be choosy with who you tell them to, but don't, it's not, you are not alone. A woman is an island. Secondly, I want you to think of your own healing journey and where it has taken you and what does 
the stress, grief, pain show up, look like for you in your body? What does stress feel like in your body? Are, are you aware? Is, is it a back? Is your shoulders up around your ears? Do you grind your teeth when you sleep? How does it manifest so we can start to more easily identify uh, the stress and what it is doing to us so that we can do something to, to help ourselves? And uh, our bodies keep score of everything. You know, our, our minds can go into denial. We can push feelings down, but our bodies keep score. The body, like the mind, has a memory and she will let you know when something is wrong or out of balance or needs attention. It's our jobs to listen and not just shush her. Uh, and I just recently got off the call with um, my new homeopath here and he's going to be sending me some stuff uh, in the mail because uh, he's in the next kind of city over. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. And I already feel better uh, because, you know, I, I sought out help. I asked for help. I'm sharing this. I'm so hungry and willing to get better. And I know I will. This won't be forever, right? This, this is just right now. And it also makes sense after the last few years I've had that my body is like freaking out, upset, and, and, and was, had been holding on to so much grief and anger and pain. Um, it makes sense for this to occur right now, uh, but it also makes sense for me to need right now to stay still, which is what happens when these spots come out. I have to stay still. I have to ice them. Um, I barely left the house in the last two weeks. Most 11 out of the 14 days, I have mostly just chilled out and stayed still and not done anything hard on my body. And um, uh, things, things mostly have calmed down uh, and I just need to take it easy um, uh, on myself. So let us remember that healing is not linear. Uh, it's probably more like, I don't know, if I was to imagine a visualization of what healing looks like from my own experiences, it's probably like um, a 3D web that swirls <laughs> up and down and all around and seems to go backwards. Um, and then like maybe there's like a black hole in there too because <laughs> you jump forward. Uh, so, you know, it's certainly not this kind of point A to point B uh, idea we have of healing. That's just not uh, what human healing uh, looks like. And um, when stuff comes up for you that you thought you were done with, it does not mean that you have failed or that you are weak. It also does not mean that you will have to deal with this forever. I'm telling you myself this as I tell you. So be kind and gentle with yourself. Honor your path. It's special. It's yours. Honor your healing journey that is quite a journey. Life only makes sense in reverse. I always think of that Wayne Dyer book, I Can See Clearly Now. And so he can look back, he looked back on his life of being, you know, an orphan in an orphanage and getting cancer and all of those things. And he could see the, the breakthroughs and the strength and everything that he got from those experiences. And I'm not a huge Wayne Dyer fan. He just doesn't click with me completely. But that, that book in particular, I felt... Um, had a lot of sage wisdom in it that life only makes sense in reverse so trust trust in your journey trust in yourself have faith in yourself and ask for help oh my goodness ask for help I'm so encouraging of everyone to ask for help and better yet actively seek it out uh, and if you're like I don't know where to start you know uh, there's just google the hell out of it um, it is amazing the chat groups you can find of whatever's going on with you. Talk to friends, talk to anyone you trust to try to flesh out exactly what you could do to help you on your healing journey. Uh, and it might not be 
a bodily journey that you're thinking of right now. It may be more of an emotional, maybe you want to increase the positive language in, in your head or, or maybe you want to let go of uh, abuse or trauma or heartache of the past. Um, but one of the things I have learned is, sure, you can do a lot of healing on your own, but it is um, exponential, the potential for healing uh, when you do it uh, with someone, particularly someone um, who uh, can understand you and, and bring you to the next level, like a healer or a, uh, you know, a homeopathic doctor, a naturopath, an acupuncturist. I've done it all. Shamanic healings uh, is, is one of my favorite soul retrieval uh, type things. But, you know, whatever, whatever kind of your curiosity is, is into, just follow that. My, your intuition is curiosity uh, in a lot of parts. And check in with that intuition. Uh, see what your soul, soft soul voice has to say. One of my favorite lessons through challenging times um, like this is um, a Buddhism uh, lesson that gets me through. And it's that um, absolutely everything has impermanence. There's an absolute impermanence to everything. Nothing lasts forever. Especially the really hard, gunky, dark times. They never last forever. Uh, and we are butterflies and stress can be good. Uh, and I love the kind of to think of the reality of butterflies getting out of their cocoon. And it, it's hard work getting out of a cocoon. It's a hard and important work getting out of the cocoon. Um, and it is something that the butterfly has to do. It's, it's literally part of their life cycle. If someone were to come over and rush that, that uh, part and, and rip open the cocoon so it's, it's technically easier for them to get out, uh, a lot of those butterflies die because it's part of um, the learning strength and awareness. Um, and then also it needs times for the, the butterfly wings to dry. Uh, so it is the, the stress part of waking up in a cocoon. You can only imagine being like, I have to get out. And then the struggle, it is part of what makes the butterfly able to survive and thrive. And as humans, we are going through this all of the time. We're going through this every I don't know, seems like every few weeks in some ways in 2020, but definitely every five, 10 years, we have these massive transformations um, and, and metamorphosis and we have to go through it. And this healing is, is not linear and it is the work that, that we have to do. And so stress, stress can be good and we, we can't necessarily rush our journey. You can't rush the healing. You can certainly be eager and hungry for it. I absolutely am. Um, but this is work that we do ourselves. It's work we're doing for ourselves. And uh, it's, it's something that we have to have faith in and move forward that I always think of that Olaf song. I know I've mentioned it before. This will all make sense when I am older. <laughs> because it will. And you can look back times and times and struggle in your life right now in the past. And you can think about, I'm sure, how you have benefited from that. From the learning and the growing and the able to feel more compassion and empathy for, for fellow humans or, or for Mother Earth. Everything has its place, everything in perfect time. And we are healing ourselves and the world one day at a time. And now it's time for the featured song of the show, 
I have to say, feeling very vulnerable and raw with sharing so much with you, beautiful, fine, amazing listeners. Um, and uh, a lot of stuff is even coming up for me now. And if uh, anyone has had experience of trauma, even just kind of worrying about uh, retribution from an abuser or something like that. So um, I'm just working through it all as I speak my truth. Gosh darn it. <laughs> so that's part of uh, my healing in in this, this kind of medium of uh, the work I do and the podcast and all that. So thanks so much for bearing witness to that. I, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, I'm refusing to be ashamed of things that I had no control over. Um, and, uh, so that brings me here. And again, um, as I'm talking to you, I'm learning so much and growing, um, and reminding myself that healing is not linear. <laughs> um, so for this featured song, uh, this week, I was looking up healing songs and wow, there was a lot of healing songs that were about Christianity, uh, which was, which was very interesting. Uh, not something I expected, um, but a lot of gospel, a lot of songs um, about God and Jesus and all of that. Uh, but I have to say, um, because of just the, my relationship with um, uh, Christianity and how I have um, was, was, was raised with it, um, it kind of turns me off. And, you know, it, it might not happen to that for you, but if I hear someone talking about God or Jesus, it's like, mm, nope. <laughs> So I was, found this one healing song uh, that I really, really dig. Uh, it's by Lauren Daigle. She's an American uh, contemporary songwriter uh, and singer. And it's really cool. Um, and I actually had a healing um, kind of moment with it when I first was listening to it, looking for today's song to, for the featured song. And it's, it's You Say by Lauren Daigle. And um, the beginning of the song, um, she's talking about kind of like her, her inner inner monologue, how she speaks to herself. And in the beginning of the song, she's talking about how her inner monologue, um, the, her, her, her voice inside her brain is, isn't very positive. Um, and she's just talking about like, whatever you say, I believe. Uh, and that's so true about whatever we think about ourselves. Uh, we, we believe to be true. Um, and throughout the song, she goes on a bit of a journey, which of course I love. And, uh, in the last half, uh, she's gotten better with her, um, how she speaks to herself and it's more loving and supportive and, um, uh, and just, you can feel even the music changes. Uh, so it's kind of like this beautiful healing journey, reminding of ourselves that yes, we are enough. And, you know, no matter what happened to us in our past or what's going on in our present, we do have uh, the ability and the control to feed ourselves nourishing, supportive, encouraging thoughts instead of uh, the destructive, uh, belittling, diminishing thoughts. And that isn't a one-off thing. You know, I fall off the train with that uh, all the time and had to put myself back on. Um, and so I love this song because it was a reminder of how powerful uh, your, your life can, can change in such a powerful way. It, once you do uh, start to, to use the supportive language with yourself as opposed to uh, the chastising, um, critiquing uh, that, that uh, makes you feel like you aren't uh, enough. And uh, I recommend for this song um, to turn it up and listen to the words. Um, uh, I think it's one that you can really kind of move and groove to, 
but it's one that it, it, it goes on a journey and just open up your heart. Um, another way, instead of just listening to your inner thoughts, uh, sometimes we can put the words and it's like um, with the goddess, with Mother Earth, with the universe. And the universe loving you and Mother Earth loving you. So insert whatever makes you feel most nourished, whatever you feel like needs a little healing um, in your own meaning of this song. It's art. So, you know, art it is however we take it and whatever meaning we put on it. So this is another way you can be uh, empowering to yourself and use that positive um, language. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And um, uh, I'm hoping to be on more of a regular schedule. Uh, for podcasts coming out in the future. Uh, as you'd probably guessed, uh, the illness I had had kind of kind of knocked me off my feet, so there was a little more time in between the shows in the summer. But a lot of podcast uh, sh uh, shows do that anyway for the summer. So thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you have a story that goes with mine or anything you'd like to share with anything you heard today, you can message me on Facebook, Instagram at Strong Woman Co., or you could email me at Kelly at strongwomanco.com. I would love to hear from you. It's how we get through all this uh, is together. Mad, mega love to you. I will talk to you soon. And now I'm going to give it over to Lauren Daigle for You Say. Listen to the words. See you next time. Voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low Remind me once again just who I am Because I need to know
Taking all I have and now I'm laying it at your feet You'll have every failure, God You'll have every victory 